This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, September 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Galley. Here's today's headlines. A glimpse at Newsom's water plan. Funding fight heats up. And EPA partners with PETA. A glimpse at Newsom's water resilience portfolio. The administration may soon be putting together a series of policy actions calling for dynamic, regionalized, data-centric, and broad interagency plan for California's water climate issues. At a summit for staff at the Department of Water Resources yesterday, officials laid out some of the current strategic plans that state agencies will be incorporating into Newsom's water resilience portfolio. Addressing aging infrastructure like that of the State Water Project is a big-ticket item, according to DWR Deputy Director Cindy Messer. Like the portfolio, the department is working on a climate action plan that will set high-level priorities for the next three years, which will aim for climate scenarios 50 years out. Messer says the portfolio will, quote, take into consideration what the local entities have to say and include a high level of engagement. Amanda Montgomery, who manages water rights for the State Water Resources Control Board, agreed that climate problems tend to stem from storage issues. In the 1800s, it might have been fine to rely on that snowmelt coming down, she said. Now the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act and other challenges are driving the need for more storage. Steam gauges are needed to better assess flows when determining water rights, she added. This will inform the infrastructure needs, especially when accommodating peak flows for senior water rights holders. Montgomery said the Water Board will come out in a report this fall on managing water rights for climate resiliency. The water data must be democratized for everyone to analyze, said Natural Resources Secretary Wade Crowfoot in a keynote speech later. On pricing water to reflect infrastructure costs, he said it would bankrupt the Central Valley farm that is dependent on pre-1918 water rights. He also acknowledged that ag is complex and not a simple drip irrigation fix like he had worked on at the Brown administration. He was excited that the follow-up to California's fourth climate change assessment in 2018 will be more robust than ever in terms of truly funding science that can really regionalize projected impacts, go deep in certain areas, and provide actionable science. Key Democrat demands info on USDA spending. House Democratic leaders backed away from shutting down the Trump administration's trade assistance payments to farmers. But a senior member of the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, Connecticut Representative Rosa DeLauro, is demanding a briefing from USDA officials on how the money's being spent. Administration's broad and sustained use of CCC funds for agricultural programs are far beyond the size and scope of Congress' original intent, DeLauro says in a letter to Secretary Perdue. She said it's, quote, essential that members of Congress be briefed as soon as possible as to the administration's future plans to continue distributing direct assistance using CCC funds. Keep in mind, Democratic complaints about the CCC spending could get a lot louder if Trump authorizes a third round of trade assistance in 2020, which seems a sure bet if the trade war with China continues. Dems not yet satisfied on USMCA. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says the White House still hasn't met Democrats' demands for stronger enforcement on labor and environmental reforms in the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. 
doesn't even count if it isn't enforceable, Pelosi said on CNBC's Mad Money. But she stressed that she's optimistic the House will eventually pass the USMCA implementing bill. We've been working very diligently to get yes in a timely way. Until we do, there's nothing to bring to the floor. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer delivered proposals last week to House Democrats in response to the demands that they gave him in early August. U.S. and China prep for high-level trade talks. Chinese Vice Finance Minister Lao Min is scheduled to arrive in Washington today. He'll begin working with U.S. trade officials on preparation for the minister-level talks tentatively planned for early October. By the way, China continues to buy more U.S. soybeans. USDA announced yesterday an export sale of 260,000 metric tons of U.S. soy for delivery in the 1920 marketing year. That was the third straight day of announcement of a sale to China, and the total since Friday is 720,000 metric tons. PETA, yes, PETA is working with EPA. EPA is working with People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals on a new policy to reduce pesticide testing on birds. A key component of the draft policy is waiving requirements for toxicity studies that offer little additional scientific information or public health protection. The draft policy represents another step towards the agency's commitment to reduce animal testing while also ensuring that the agency receives enough information to support pesticide registration decisions that are protective of public health and the environment, EPA said. EPA and PETA are working together on what is called a retrospective analysis of avian dietary studies. This analysis will address whether EPA can confidently assess the risk to birds using only a single oral dose protocol. Here's today's He Said It. In California water, there is this destructive gravitational force towards conflict and management by litigation and conflict. That's Secretary Crowfoot after a two-hour meeting on voluntary settlement agreements for Delta River flows. He hailed the VA process as an example of moving away from this zero-sum game. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, September 18th. Brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.